It's like a motivational picture of him with a black background all professional. <laughs> and next to it is this quote. Hunter Biden could have literally had the corpses of children in his basement. I would have not I would not have cared. Sam Harris. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize the faith. Welcome to episode 82 of the Carpe Fide podcast. How you doing? I guess great <laughs> that is so convincing I was trying to remember what the 80s thing oh c- cowabunga cowabunga dude <laughs> I still say it was more 90s but they I, uh, it's fine I still have no way to verify it so it's okay. that's fine don't worry for the 90s we're going to use things like rad yes all right anyway tonight's episode oh uh, uh um angry beavers was in the 90s do angry beavers noises were they yeah, I guess they had to be, right? Yeah. I mean, they were my, they were my childhood. Oh, I would love 90s. <laughs> Angry Beavers, classic. Invader Zim, was he 90s? Ah, see? Teenage Mutant Ninja, per- Ninja Turtles, 1984. Well, that's when it started, but it ran for... It, right, but as long as it started in the 80s, oh, we're fine. Then Cowbunga, dude. You don't, you don't, like, count something from the middle. Fine. Cowbunga, everybody. Cowbunga. This is the worst start to a podcast ever. Double O eighty two. Tonight's episode. Tonight's episode is entitled... New atheism is back and it's dumber than ever. I have been counting the moments to when the one of the new atheists would just pop back up because I got to tell you I have within me I have a seething passion to point out the incredible flaws of new atheism so much so much. I'm just thankful that they keep saying dumb things on the internet to give us content for this podcast. Oh, man. I just want to say, this is why this is why I don't like them. All right. So before we get into Sam Harris and the most recent... <clears throat> man, that guy just... I feel like he just tries to say things and do things to thrust himself because he loves the sound of his gosh darn voice so much. Just to thrust himself into public light. Even if they're the dumbest things that no one wants him to say out loud, he just says them. No offense, Sam Harris, but your worldview is so incredibly flawed that you try to find objective morality through your own subjective means, which is probably the saddest and dumbest venture I've ever heard of. But neither here nor there. Before we get to his quotes that he's made recently that that have gotten me back onto the point where we can have a podcast about it, which I'm excited to do, <laughs> I just want to remind you of what what old atheism was, and they were they at least attempted. To make sound, logical, rational arguments and have structured debate. Okay? That's at least what they attempted to do. At least they, they tried, right? Yes, that's what they attempted to do. And they used to, they used to actually just give in to the reality of what they were thinking. So here's some quotes. I wanted to give you some quotes. This is old atheism. And it was at least, at least I want to say, it was the courage of conviction. False place conviction Completely errant conviction, but the courage of conviction nonetheless. Jean-Paul Sartre, the atheist existentialist—that's <laughs> hard to say. <laughs> atheist existentialist, <laughs> existentialist, said this in noting that <laughs> noting the results of believing that um, there is no creator God. If God does not exist, man is in consequence forlorn, for he cannot find anything to depend upon either within or outside himself we can go to more this is what uh, atheist activist dan baker said in a debate there is no purpose to life 
And we should not want there to be a purpose to life because if there was, that would cheapen life. Oh, that's cool. great stuff. It's great stuff. Uh, the late William Provone. Life is just so, so worth living when there's no purpose, isn't there? Sorry, I apologize. The late William Praveen. He said, let me summarize my views on what modern evolutionary biology tells us loud and clear. There are no gods, no purposes, no goal-directed forces of any kind. There is no life after death. When I die, I am absolutely certain that I'm going to be dead. That's the end of me. There is no ultimate foundation for ethics, no ultimate meaning to life, and no free will for humans either. Also said, he is an atheist determinist. He also said, no inherent moral or ethical laws exist, nor are there any absolute guiding principles for human society. The universe cares nothing for us, and we have no ultimate meaning in life. These are the types well, at least that's of true. Quotes. The universe can't care about anything. It's so true. At least there's that. That's what I mean. They at least had the courage of their conviction to say stuff. Or we got these new atheists trying to be like, no, there's purpose to life. No. There's a there's morals. You can I have, have objective, objective morals. moral values. Get the f- what are you talking? You do you you know what objective means? Stop looking at me and, and telling me, uh, you know what it means, and you're saying it to my face. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Anyway, that's those are the kind of atheists I at least had some respect for because they would carry their hopelessness out in courage. They had no hope. There was no way to determine any of these things, and they would just. Say it. They would just say it. But now, now we got the new atheists. The new atheists is just angry, dumber, old atheists. <laughs> That's all it is. It's old atheism, but angry and dumber. So, <clears throat> with that introduction, and having hopefully offended anyone that is a part of the new atheist crew that's hearing this, we would welcome your feedback and enjoy a lively debate. That would be super fun. Love to have that. Having conversations is important and good for the society and benefit of all. Yep, absolutely. And uh, I would I would love to discuss some <clears throat> things like the meanings of the words objective and <laughs> subjective with you. But nonetheless, having having done that, I thought it might be good. Let's let's hear what st- what just really kicked this all off. And this is gonna this is we're I'm really gonna try not to make this in any way political. But the reality of it is, is what Sam Harris just did is very political, but all it does is reveal, <laughs> reveal his incredibly, incredibly subjective morality. That's all it does. Uh, so hear his subjective morality when you hear him talk. This uh, clip comes from his podcast, Trigonometry, which sadly is not actually about math facts. <laughs> well, it's trigger, trigonometry. Oh, it's trigonometry. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> Forgot the R. It's just, that makes more sense. Trigonometry. Yeah, trigger. Oh gosh, it's, it's, if you've not seen the podcast, it's actually very entertainingly set up. It's him in this really nice-looking, comfy chair, as he talks to these poor other two schleps stuck across the room from him in what look like very much uncomfortable chairs. <laughs> They're supposed to somehow moderate his amazing thoughts. I believe we would adequately describe these men as incels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you don't know that. That's just judging. I feel like I do. Nonetheless, you can find this. You can find the videos on the YouTube. We'll link at it. We'll trigonometry. Link it. We'll link trigonometry. It. Okay. Okay. You don't have to keep saying it. We'll trigonometry. We will link it. Bye. <laughs> All right. This is just a two and a half minute clip. We're gonna let the whole thing play because it, it's like if you handed a man a shovel and said, "Could you please dig a grave and then jump in it?" He, he just just keeps going. So here's Sam Harris. I mean, Hunter Biden. At that point, Hunter Biden literally could have had. had the corpses of children in his basement, I would not have cared. 
right? So I guess there's. I'm sorry. When you said we were going to play this whole thing, I'm like, there's no way we're getting through this because this guy's so absolutely insane. No, let him keep talking. This is great. <laughs> we may laugh occasionally because. Oh my gosh. I mean, you heard what he said. Okay. <laughs> you you, you heard all it. heard what he said. Okay. Let him keep going. Nothing. First of all, it's Hunter Biden, right? It's not. It's like. It's not Joe Biden, but. Even if Joe, like, even the, whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is, like, if you if we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and and understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right, or China, it is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like it's like it's like a firefly to the sun, right? I mean, like, there, there's just. It doesn't even it doesn't even stack up against Trump University, right? Trump University as a story is worse than anything that could be in, in Hunter Biden's laptop, in my view, right? Now that's not that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair <laughs> to not have looked at the you laptop see the guy's in a faces. timely way and to have shut down the you know the New York Post's Twitter account. Like that that's a, just a conspiracy that's a left wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely it was. Absolutely. Right. But I think it was warranted. Right. And I'm and again, it's a coin toss as to whether or not <laughs> Sam, I'm sorry. that particular piece. I'm, I'm really yeah. sorry. I, I was the one that said we should move yeah, yeah. on. But you've just oh, said yeah. something I really struggle with it. there, which is the, you kid, support. The, kid, the kids in the basement. You no, no, <laughs> the kids in the basement. I'm interested yeah. in democracy. You're saying you are content with a left wing conspiracy to prevent somebody being democratically reelected as president. Well, no, I'm, I'm content. Well, so it's, but the thing is, it's just not left wing, right? So Liz Cheney is not left wing, right? Liz Cheney You're is doing everything with a in her power. conspiracy to prevent somebody no, being democratically it's not a, No, but there's nothing. Conspiracy. It's not. It, it was a conspiracy out in the open. It does, but it doesn't matter if it was. A, it doesn't matter what part of the conspiracy. Matter. Just keep what digging, out Sam. In the open. I mean, I think it's like if people get together and talk and talk about what should we do with, about this phenomenon. You know, if, if it's like. If there, if there was an asteroid hurtling toward Earth, <laughs> yeah, same conversation, and, right? And we got in a room together with all of our friends and had a conversation about totally what we the could same do thing. to deflect its course. Totally right? the same thing. Is that a conspiracy? You know, like some of. <laughs> is that a conspiracy? Wait, what What does that have to do with anything? It doesn't. What does what? Is, why are you bringing the asteroid, Sam? You don't know. Oh, so. <laughs> So you you all heard what we heard, right? <laughs> you all heard that he said that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Hunter Biden has dead the corpses of dead children in his basement. It is like a firefly to the sun compared to anything that Trump has done that's bad. <laughs> and that yes, it was conspiracy. All of the things that happened, but who cares? It doesn't matter. We had to get the guy out. <laughs> um, I also would like just just politically, I just want to real quick point out that um, the voters in Wyoming do believe Liz Cheney is indeed <laughs> is indeed a left wing, uh, as she only won what twenty nine. She lost oh, by twenty points, it was so twenty bad. some points in her. She got she got smacked in her attempt to win the nomination for Republican senator from the state of Wyoming. Yeah, she got smacked out. Yeah, the only the only people that think she's conservatives are is a wild leftist. Are, are the people are the Democrats? <laughs> the Democrats yeah. are the, 
They're uh, like, no, she's right, she's look, a conservative. I didn't want to get political here. I really don't. Well, I the, just, whole, the whole clip is political. The whole clip, right? Political. It's a whole look, political the, clip. this clip comes out of one thing. Okay, it comes out of one clip. One thing. Sam Harris hates Donald Trump. And so he said some of the dumbest things, but all they do is reveal his worldview. Now, he really hates Donald Trump, and the reason he's okay with the Hunter Biden laptop story is because he really loved Hillary Clinton. He's like a bit of a Clinton fanboy. And, uh, you know, what happened to Hillary is it <laughs> Is turns he also <laughs> an incel? <laughs> <laughs> what, happened, what happened with Hillary is it turns out that when the FBI was like, oh, yeah, no, she, you know, yeah, she may have done some stuff with a whole bunch of documents and stuff, but it's not a big deal. You know, we're not going to do anything about it. It's okay. That really hurt um, her in the election. And so he's he's all about burying the Hunter Biden laptop because if that came out, oh, no, it, it may have caused a swing in the election that would have been would have put Trump back in office. And he could not stand that. So that, that's that's why he's talking about this. Who cares? Who cares? All this does is reveal that when you create for yourself your subjective view of objective morality it's just immorality <laughs> that's all it is it's just it, it's you justifying immorality this is sam harris attempting to for the whole world to see and hear him justifying his views of morality which everyone says including the person there that's supposed to be helping moderate his show. He's like, sorry, uh, we, so we got to back up. Uh, did you just say it's okay to have a conspiracy to have the person you like elected? Is that what, did you just did you just said that? So th not really in any way a democratic process. Also, by the way, in, in the United States of America, we are a democratically elected constitutional republic. We are not a democracy. Democratically elected. Well, this guy's obviously from somewhere. Yeah, no, he's, he's obviously. He has an accent. Yeah, he obviously has a weird parliamentary role wherever he came from that has to cobble together some sort of majority to even get things done. And even if things they get done are horrible. Nonetheless, that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying. All the, the, the reason I was glad he jumped into the limelight again is because it gets me to like point at him and say, new atheism was wrongheaded from the second they, that Dawkins and Hitchens marched their angry rear ends on the stage and started yelling about how much they hated God. Trying to reshape fundamental views around the fact that there could be purpose to human existence. It was, it was atheism with, we're going to create purpose for humanity. When all the old atheists are saying, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You're fundamentally undoing any sort of logical argumentation that we've built up over the past 300 years. <laughs> You're just undoing it by trying to assert some sort of objective reality at, at, that exists outside of us when anything we have is subjectively based. You can't do it. All of it's subjective. And so there is no purpose or, or the truth is that there is an objective standard <laughs> that exists outside. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Or for them, it's more like the... Boom. Like <laughs> the fail sound. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like it's it's hard because like wh when you when you just said that, it actually makes me think that this is a practically Marxist move. It's it's redefining reality and redefining terms to mean whatever you want them to mean. And this this charade, this 
you know, by any means necessary attitude is void of any sort of morality. And the the irony is that Sam Harris would argue for for morality. He's he's that's what makes him kind of a very interesting atheist is that he argues for um, at least some type of objective morality, obviously based on nothingness, because, well, objective morality is based on God, and when you substitute God for nothingness, you have to just admit that it's nothingness, or, or human convention. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's just redefining, redefining terms. They don't, they don't care. They don't care that it doesn't make sense. They want to pit everything they can against Christianity. Which is exactly what Marx wanted to do. Yep. And as we discussed last week with Virgil. Yes. Walker. And a hundred years later has done, I would say. Yeah, I mean it definitely has, has gotten that stronghold, but but it's it's the it's that that trying to find purpose from purposelessness. It's 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 them trying to create an objective purpose that just ends up being subjective in every form. It's always completely subjective. And and that's what that's what troubles me about it. Um the, the the views of subjective purpose, subjective morality, subjective good, subjective evil, and and they're they're and, and it's it's the same thing. And this is why I I struggle with calling cultural Marxism cultural Marxism. It's it's just Marxism. Yes, Marxism was fundamentally an economic theory, but it, it's just Marxism. It's it's actually pure Marxism, which is Satan. You're rebelling against the the hegemony of God. It, that's that's Marxism at, at its core. That's what Marxism is, and that's what this is. But it's them. It's them not acknowledging that there's that if there's only us, then there is no hope. They want to they want to steal hope, which is God's to have, hold, give, in a way that has an objective standard, a hope that actually stands on something, and to steal that and attach it to Jello. And try to hammer it to the wall, and then just they just keep picking up. They just keep picking up the busted pieces of Jello and trying to smear it all over the wall. And it's like, what are you doing? You made a horrible, disgusting mess. <laughs> and then they say, this means something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they go Richard Dreyfus from from uh, oh wow, Close oh, Encounters of the Third uh, Kind. Yeah, there you go. This means something. That's a pretty good Richard Dreyfus. Oh, thanks, man. I did. I do like Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> nothing to say after that. <laughs> I think we're both thinking of the same quote, and we can't say it out loud. Well, so. there's so many, there's so many Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are now. Well, every exit is an entrance no. to somewhere. Oh, gosh, you can say it; it has no context. It's a great <laughs> yes, quote, though. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yes, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. You can you can uh, check that out. Probably nowhere because it's so old <laughs> and obscure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You will definitely not get the FBI coming to your door if you pirate it. That's we'll just say that. Nope, no one's showing up because uh, nobody cares. Yeah, but nonetheless, I'm so thankful that Sam Harris decided he would shove his little face with his soft-sounding voice, and he's so smart, right back into the limelight. It just makes me so happy. Has he apologized for this yet? <laughs> yeah, he did try to walk it back. I believe yesterday. Yesterday, he released something trying to walk back. His, <laughs> does it matter if he had dead, dead, dead children, dead children corpses? Oh my gosh. And, and you know what? Nobody batted an eye. And, and let's be honest. If that, if your moral standard is complete subjectivity, then um, no, I guess, you know what? I guess it doesn't matter. Who's to say, right? Who's to say, Sam, that there's actually anything wrong with that? 
who's to say that whatever level of scam Trump University was that it's any that it's that it's wor- not better or worse than taking hundreds of millions of dollars from foreign governments as you take over the presidency of the United States of America. I mean, that's not a big deal. <laughs> you know? Who knows? Oh, my word. Uh, I found his apology, by the way. Oh, you know, would you like to, would you like to <clears throat> traipse down this walk back? I mean, heck, we might as well. We don't but, have any notes. And but do you do have it. six years to traipse down his 32 bleh message diatribe of bleh? It's just six. All right, let's go. He says... There is a podcast clip circulating that seems to be confusing many people about my views on Trump. I do not think <laughs> no anybody confused. walked away confused no about that. It's confused. Which is understandable because I wasn't speaking very clearly. You what, never were, are. were you drunk and recording when do drunk? You? <laughs> anyway, so for what it's worth, here is what I was trying to say. <laughs> okay. Oh, isn't it nice that you could retroactively make <laughs> change history? Yes, Marxist. It is amazing how you yes. do that. C- carry on, Carl. I mean, Sam. I was <laughs> <laughs> he says, I was essentially arguing for a principle of self-defense where there's a continuum of proportionate force that is appropriate and necessary to use. What the? Stop <laughs> talking already. I've always viewed Trump as a very dangerous person to elect as president of a fake university, let alone the United States. And when he became a sitting president who would not commit to a peaceful transfer of power, I viewed him as more dangerous still. However, I've never been under any illusion that he is Orange Hitler. Well, obviously not, because you wouldn't care if there were dead bodies of children on Hunter Biden's laptop. You just need the man out. But okay, he's definitely not Orange Hitler. On the podcast, I was speaking narrowly about the wisdom and propriety of ignoring the Hunter Biden laptop story until after the election. I've always thought that this was a very hard call, ethically and journalistically. Nope, not really. Certainly not. I mean, I feel like I feel like it wasn't a hard call, actually. It wasn't a hard call at all, especially if you have no moral basis. But given what happened with the Anthony Weiner laptop in the previous election, I think it was probably the right call. So doing the wrong thing rightly? Anyway, nothing I said on that podcast was meant to suggest that the Democrats would have been right to commit election fraud or take other illegal measures to deny Trump the presidency, nor do I think they did that. Of, of course you don't. Even though you just admitted that they basically did, and you didn't care, and that you wouldn't care if it was even worse than whatever we do find on the Hunter Biden laptop. Like, he literally said that. Literally, the first reply to this is, Everyone knows what you said, and it's, it's, the, it's that <laughs> it's whole two-minute clip. clip that we just played. We all heard you, bud. <laughs> you were speaking very, very clearly, and we all understood, but nice try. <laughs> and then Sam Harris, Sam Harris blocked him. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, was it something I said? Was it something I said with a <laughs> screenshot of him blocked? Blocked. Oh, that's, that's the guy from Rebel News Australia. Oh, I know that guy. We saw him. We seen him all yeah. the time. Good for him. Way to go, Avi. <laughs> All right, stop it. We're rolling down the Twitter dra- Twitter rabbit trail. <laughs> Speaking of... <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see. It's like a motivational picture of him with a black background, all professional. <laughs> and next to it is this quote. Hunter Biden could have literally had the corpses of children in his basement. I would have not I would not have cared. Sam Harris. <laughs> Yo. The guy says, This you, bro? 
All right. All right. We do have to stop because people speaking, can't see what we're looking at and they have no context. When speaking about the ends justify the means, <laughs> there's a very interesting story from the American Experience storybook about Benjamin Franklin and his father. Oh, I'm going to uh, read it and uh, because whether it is a factual story or not, it actually s- does point to the truth about why God matters and why we do not have an ends justify the means uh, morality, that it is not how we actually work. <clears throat> this is the story. This is uh, Ben Franklin's father, Mr. Franklin. My son, so far as, as it was in your power, you have done a greater harm to the public than to the owner of the stones. How can that be, father? asked Ben. Because, answered his father, in building your wharf with stolen materials, you have committed a moral wrong. There is no more terrible mistake than to violate what is eternally right for the sake of a seeming expediency. Those who act upon such a principle do the utmost in their power to destroy all that is good in the world. Heaven forbid, said Benjamin. No act, continued Mr. Franklin, can possibly be for the benefit of the public generally, which involves injustice to any individual. It would be easy to prove this by examples, but indeed... Can we suppose that our all-wise and just creator would have so ordered the affairs of the world that a wrong act should be the true method of attaining a right end? It is impious to think so. And I do verily believe, Benjamin, that almost all the public and private misery of mankind arises from a neglect of this great truth, that evil can produce only evil, that good ends must be wrought out by good means. It's a great little story. And uh, I found them, I found his words to be a clear biblical uh, connection point to what is you, you don't just get to do you don't just get to do wrong things it's totally okay to do horribly wrong things because it makes things that I want to have happen happen and so it's fine <laughs> that's basically oh all Sam Harris said yeah. Yeah. Said. And this is this is exactly what moral relativism does moral relativism separates you from God as a hypothesis for any sort of morality or and anything and then it just makes you absolutely stupid so that you say really stupid things trying to sound super smart. And then it's it's just recorded and on the internet for forever. I mean, I've never really... I mean, this has got to be one of the top 10 sin makes you stupid clips <laughs> around. I mean, you know, talk about throwing throwing gasoline on the fire. I mean... Half like the most, I feel like the majority of conservatives feel that the election was stolen at least in some way, shape, or form. And then he's like, Yeah, I mean, like, so, so what though? <laughs> he's like, Who cares if it was? Like, I mean, I don't care if it was. But then in his tweet, Claire, he's like, No, it, it would be wrong. Well, why, Sam? Why, why would it be wrong? Doesn't make any sort of sense why it would be wrong. What is wrong, Sam? <laughs> what is wrong? Is it your definition of wrong, or is it what wrong would it, be keeping the ring for yourself, Mister Frodo? <laughs> is it Hitler's definition of wrong? I can hold it for you. Is it Trump's definition of wrong? What, what definition of wrong should we work off of, Mister Harris, Mister Hitchin, Mister Dawkins? Do tell. Do 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 tell. Ah, oh, jeez. Now, to be fair. We could to be do, fair. We, to be fair. We could do a well-reasoned and, and long-form episode on, on the new atheism, and perhaps if you would like that, we could, we could do that for you. But well, this happened, and it just gives me a chance to let out some of my angst over new atheism because I find it to be 
so so silly. I I I, I really do find it to be silly. And again, it makes me long for the days when you had at least strongly convicted atheists that would tell you the truth. Like, there is no hope. There is no point. We already have cursed God, so let's just die. That's, what, that's literally what they used, to do. they used to just come out and say. Hmm. We can just die. It, we die. We die, we turn to dust. That's it. There's nothing else. There's nothing before. There's nothing after. nothing in the middle. That's it. Die, dust, done. That was it. That was the whole thing. Now it's this, oh my gosh, this is where it gets us. This is where it, and yet I, you know what, I'm going to, you know what, the lumping into this moral relativism, I just want to lump in that whole moral therapeutic deism that fake Christians play at. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You're trying to, you're trying to wishy-wash some form of objectivity from God, and then you just mix in the other things that make you feel good. It's garbage. Either God is, and he's the objective source, and so actually you should follow all that he says, or he isn't. He's not a toy to be played with. So, Christian, don't play with God. Do not play with God. He is the sovereign Lord. Worship him. Honor him and exalt him. That is what you do with God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or or reap the whirlwind. Oh, you know what? Speaking of reaping the whirlwinds, would you like to end this episode with a bunch of quotes from atheists as they die? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I think it's the perfect way to end. I feel like you have some lined up. Oh, boy, do I. <laughs> oh, much. <laughs> Would you like to start with Voltaire? Sure. Let's start with Voltaire. <laughs> Voltaire. He said, I am abandoned by God and man. I will give you half of what I am worth if you'll give me six months life, he said to Dr. Fochin, who told him it could not be done. Then I shall die and go to hell. His nurse is known as, his, his quoted as, as, as having said, for all the money in Europe, I wouldn't want to see another unbeliever die. All night long, he cried for forgiveness. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hmm. Thomas Hobbes said, I say again, if I had the world at my disposal, I would give it to live one day. I am about to take a leap into the dark. Filled with hope. Doesn't that make you warm and fuzzy inside? Man, it really makes me want to just ditch God altogether. Oh, man. I just want to run. <clears throat> Sir Francis Newport, who was the head of the English Atheist Club, <clears throat> said to those gathered on his deathbed, you need not tell me there is no God, for I know there is one, and that I am in his presence. You need not tell me there is no hell. I feel myself already slipping. I, I feel myself already slipping. Wretches, cease your idle talk about there being hope for me. I know I am lost forever. Oh, that fire. Oh, the insufferable pangs of hell. Oh, that I could die for a thousand years upon the fire that is never quenched to, to purchase the favor of God and be united to him again. But it is a fruitless wish. Millions and millions of years will bring me no nearer the end of my torments than one poor hour. Oh, eternity, eternity forever and forever. Oh, the insufferable pangs of hell. Oh, man, he put it... He put it... Uh, wow, he he really wrote a lot on the brink there. Yeah. David Hume kept, kept it short. <clears throat> he cried aloud from his deathbed, I am in flames. It is said his, quote, depression was a horrible scene. Here's one. Here's one that I really do firmly enjoy. And thank, you know, I, I'm just going to say this. Thank the Lord for our founders and their wisdom in uh, exiling Thomas Paine and, you know, not letting him come back until he was completely irrelevant. <sighs> yes, Thomas Paine, that writer of common sense that you've heard uh, lauded in the Alexander Hamilton songs, he went on to write another book, and um, it was so bad and against religion that the founders, including Ben Franklin, the deist, told him to get the heck out of here. We don't want you in our country anymore. They let him come back, and uh, he uh, died alone by himself. Here is what he cried. 
Stay with me, for God's sake. I cannot bear to be alone. O Lord, help me. Help me. O God, what have I done to suffer so much? What will become of me hereafter? I would give worlds if I had them, that the age of reason had never been published. Mm. Mm. That's what got him pretty much shunned from America. Mm. That the age of reason had never been published. O Lord, help me. Christ, help me. No, don't leave. Stay with me. Send even a child to stay with me, for I am on the edge of hell here alone. If ever the devil had an agent, I have been that one. Oh, my. Yes. Yep. By the way, uh, his friend Benjamin Franklin um, did write a letter to him, encouraging him, imploring him to not publish Age of Reason. And uh, he did it anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. We could go on. There's... <laughs> There's a whole bunch. It's uh it makes for just really uplifting reading. Um but that's the this is kind of the point. These these men are trying to make hope from hopelessness. They're trying to make purpose from purposelessness. Uh they're they're trying to make morals from nothing. And and in the end, the the words of these men are are clear and honest. And and it's the reality uh, of of that. And it's, so so Christian, if you're not praising God, and every moment of the day being ready to give a reason for the hope that is within you, to any you should be able to have a conversation with by the power of the Spirit, um, then you're missing it because this is where someone ends. And we have done a huge disservice in letting people just pretend that there's some sort of great happy hunting ground or Valhalla or. We've done a, a huge disservice to people, placating at at soft at soft peddling, what is eternity? As C.S. Lewis says, "You have never met a mere mortal, never." Amen. Yeah. So Sam Harris, thanks for letting us get a little uh, little episode in here. Thanks, buddy. Watch oh. out for those dead kid bodies in the basement there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I think among one of our final exhortations would really just be to not say I mean, this. Hunter Biden, at that point, Hunter Biden literally could have had, had the corpses of children in his basement. I would no. not have cared. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to play it again. Why did you play it again? <laughs> anyway, but besides that, do we have any other exhortations? <laughs> As we go to close. Oh gosh, he said it out loud on the internet. It's never, ever, guys, ever, ever, please. ever, ever going to go away. I know that nobody ever looks at the show notes, but can you please go in the show notes and click this link? You've got to see the smug look on his face and the absolute blank stares of his hosts with him, just staring at him, wondering when is he going to stop. It just keeps going. Obviously, yet again, pay attention to the special warning at the beginning of this episode because the British guy does drop the F word, but we we can't bleep it out. And so just when you watch it, know that the British guy is going to say the F word, but he says it in a British accent. So it makes it that doesn't that make you it can, not you could almost barely tell you can barely hear it. And it's in a British accent. So it doesn't I don't know if does that, does that count still. <laughs> yes. Oh, correct. <laughs> well, all right. I guess I can't say no. But there's the objective morality. I mean, so I guess it counts. Yeah, deal with but, it. But uh, but just uh, you know, bleep it out in your mind, and uh, it's it's the same thing. If you just beep, like as he's about to say it, beep. Yeah, just like pure fix, pure <clears throat> flex that junk in your mind. Yeah, because it's right after Sam Harris <laughs> says, "Oh, what about the dead kids?" Just go beep, and you'll you'll totally miss it. You won't even notice that yeah. it was there. Also, uh, use code G three CF for thirty percent off. Um, tickets to the regional G3 conference being held in DC in September. 
Um, definitely, definitely take advantage of that. We'll GC be there. So I mean, like, forget three, all the other guys. G three CF, G three CF. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll so. be there. You can hang out with us. You Since can, we'll yep. be there, you should be there. And hey, we're gonna have to eat at some point if you're there and you want to hang out. Maybe we, maybe we, you want to hang out with these two awesome guys. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. But we'll be there, and at some point we'll have to eat. So yeah, we rented separate Airbnb so me and Justin wouldn't have to be with each other the whole time. <laughs> that is definitely not true. What kind of budget do you think exists for <laughs> my life? I don't have that kind of. T- what are you nuts? Two Airbnbs in DC. What? What's the big deal? Yeah. We're big time, bro, man. Big time. Yes. However, the places that we found them in, you do not want to have to drive. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's the? What's I'm the Muppet, sure one what's was the Muppet's just, name that lives in the trash can? Oscar. I was say one is just a cardboard box, but <laughs> nonetheless. All right. Uh, also, do want to remind you, um, in honor of the FBI's <laughs> FBI's <laughs> terrorist unit releasing their most recent update on <laughs> militia extremist symbols uh, in which prominently featured our, you know, half of our shirt designs. <laughs> All of the shirts that would be, would fall uh, squarely into what are um, apparently militia extremist symbols are, are now only $20 as well as if you use the code militia, you get free shipping. Free shipping on your order using the code militia. So that's the FBI's gift, special gift to you. You can get some pretty awesome, awesome shirts. You can get the uh, Darkness Has No Quarters shirt because blacked out flags. Um, yep, Militia Extremist. <clears throat> you can get any of the Come and Take It designs because the Gonzalez flag, you guessed it, Militia also Extremist. Also on the list, yep. <laughs> we, even put our, uh, we even put our Hold the Line helmet design on there because that would be a militaristic theme. Also puts you in the... Uh, Militia extremist camp. <laughs> go uh, figure. Go figure. So you head on over there. You can get any of those shirts for $20. Use code militia for free shipping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's M-I-L-I-T-I-A. Yes, militia. The spelled the way militia is spelled. <laughs> what do you, what? I don't know. Some people may, may be M-I. not. <laughs> M-I. What is this? A center for ants? <laughs> it needs to be at least three times this size. <laughs> Center for kids who can't read good. <laughs> He's not wrong. Be. All right. So uh, with that, uh, all the announcements out of the way. GC3, G3ZF, code militia for free shipping on Carpe Fide Shop. And, uh, and Sam Harris is uh, not nearly as smart as uh, he thinks he is. Yeah? Yep. What all else right. is new? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, also, um, I am making it my... I have been so admonished over the years to actually watch uh, Collision. Uh, which features um, Hitchens and uh, Doug Wilson uh, doing like little tours and debates. Uh, so if you can find Collision, you'll uh, get a little taste of uh, Doug Wilson being able to um, have deep, ev- deep evangelistic conversations, also defending uh, God with one member of the four horsemen of the new atheism, uh, Christopher Hitchens himself. So check that out as, uh, as I will, because Jesse has admonished me. Admonished, I feel admonished. Uh, so I shall be doing that. That's another way you can connect to the New Atheism. And uh, if you want to hear a whole podcast on the New Atheism, uh, it would not be hard to, throw, to uh, put together and with some deep show notes. And uh, we'd love to do that, too. Either way, we're thankful uh, for you and uh, the time that we have spent today. I pray and hope that you, dear Christian, would indeed seize, seize the faith. faith.